can see the way they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the Good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Monday, April 3rd, 2023, and this is episode 361 of the Lots Project podcast, a daily look at our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it's another week of Coffee with Brian. Every morning, every morning, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, log on and bullshit with you guys with my first French press of coffee. FTO Blonde Espresso this morning. Oh, man, it's it's good. Uh, yesterday was a new bag day, which is always fantastic when you can cut that brand new bag open and um, get that first fresh ground French press out of out of that bag. It's uh, it's always better than the rest of the bag. Not that the rest of the bag is no good, but the first one is always the best. Anyway, good morning. I hope everyone had an awesome weekend. Good morning, Robin. How are you doing? Thanks for stopping in. I see James uh, Gingerbread Farms up here before and Pippin Eyes dropped in and did the history segment and then went back to bed because it looks like it's day his day off. So we'll hit that up while we wait for people to roll in before we start that perfect cup question. So looks like in 1973, Martin Cooper of Motorola makes the first handheld mobile call to Joel S. Engel of Bell Labs. Way back in 73, cell phones started popping around, the first one. 1981, the Osborne One, the first successful portable computer, is unveiled at the West Coast Computer Fair in San Francisco. Okay, so 73, we made wireless calls. 81, we got a personal computer, portable personal computer. Uh, in 2000, the United States versus Microsoft Corporation. Microsoft is ruled to have violated U.S. antitrust law by keeping an oppressive thumb on its competitors. Hmm, interesting. Microsoft taking it in the ass is nice. 2010, Apple Inc. releases the first generation of the iPad. Look where that's gone. Uh, Jesse just so uh, way this day in history, Jesse James kicks his oxygen habit. Uh, looks like Jesse James that died in 19 or eight, 19, 1882. Jack the Ripper gets his first kill in 1888. Bobby Fisher doesn't play chess in 68 says, Nope, not going to do it. And the Unabomber Ted Kaczynski is captured in 1996. Actually watched Goodwill hunting the other night. We, uh, we are getting some storms rolling in, didn't want to do much, and uh, threw out a movie, and Goodwill Hunting was available on Prime. Yeah, if you know the connection there, you know the movie pretty good. But other than that, uh, yeah, Pippin Eyes says it's his day off. He's going to go get some sleep. Get some sleep. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for dropping that in. James, you're back to Folgers? Oh, man. Oh, man. Good morning, Josh. Good morning, Josh. How you doing? Um, Josh might save my ass today. Josh might be able to save my ass today. So that's cool. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We got mutual benefits coming out of it. So that's, that's, um, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not a user. Um, no, no shit. Josh said he saw a video of someone pawning the suspected Jack the Ripper's top hat with a sing hidden single shot Derringer. Why would Jack the Ripper need a Derringer? Wasn't he pretty good with a knife? 
Morning, Mike, Philippine Nomad. How we doing? I guess it's evening, morning, evening, morning. Uh, <laughs> commercial grinds. <laughs> yeah. And the problem is, James, did you go through that three and a half pounds already? Are you serious? Wow. Wow. Well, it's Monday. It's Monday for sure. <laughs> Josh says there's not a lot of ass to save, but he'll be the catcher. Hey, how about that? Or said he'll catch. Um, <laughs> oh, Josh thinks it was uh, that single shot Derringer was uh, probably defense versus not prostitutes. So when he ran into someone that was not a helpless woman uh, for him to have his way with, he might have needed a gun instead of just his knife. Oh, uh... <laughs> all right. We're at over five minutes. We're over five minutes. We're going to get to that perfect cup question of the day. Uh, get that going for the week and uh, roll through that. It's not a bad one today. It's um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't think uh, I think it's another. Um, it depends. So anyway. All right, it's time for the 46th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group at t.me slash lots chat. That's t.me slash lots chat. The question gets posted the day before. You get a chance to answer, converse about it, and I take the thoughts from the chat and throw them up here today with my thoughts. I've been starting to put it on all the other social medias and get a little feedback across the board. So if you'd like to participate... Be sure to see that question, join the Telegram group, or catch me on socials and throw your answer in the ring. I will take them into consideration and then talk about them the next day. Perfect cup question of the day for today is, does a belief in free will make you more or less happy? Does a belief in free will make you more or less happy? I mean, yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> Free Willy was playing on your phone when he went live, when I went live. James is saying Free Willy was playing on his phone when I went live. Either Free Will or Free Bird. I'm not Free Willy or Free Bird. I'm not sure. But anyway... Anyway, um, I'm not sure that the question, I think, I don't necessarily think it's a, a net gain or a net loss. I think you need, if you believe in free will, um, you still have bad shit happen to you. Oh, let me go to these comments. So this is this is the line of thought I went down. Um, I hadn't really thought about it a whole lot. People started commenting and... Um, <laughs> I wanted to hit their comments because they kind of shaped my thoughts as I was thinking about it last night. Um, Josh Renegade Butcher says, depends on if you use it or not. And that's really where I started out. Um, James uh, Gingerbread Farm says, I believe free will starts before we are conceived. I believe we choose the life we are born into because we have a lesson to learn or to teach, probably both. Now, that's pretty deep. I've never gone as far as I had choices to make before I was even breathing. 
I never even I've never even breached broached breached. Um, I'm not sure what's what the proper term is, but I've never I've never gotten to that place. I've never pondered um, the fact that I've may have had. I guess it kind of rolls into like the soul, the eternal spirit reincarnation um, as you're as you're coming um, into a being uh, you you're deciding the path of your life off the top of my head off the top of my head Josh says he's not wrong we may well have cho- we may have may well have chose the life we undergo to grow as souls i mean yeah it's possible for sure i've just never contemplated it that i i've always i've always based all my um i guess thoughts about life on the fact that for the first six or so years you're under the influence of your caregivers um that things can be changed after that things can be realized things can be fleshed out after that but um for that first for that first six or so years you're malleable i've never considered the fact that prior to that you might have already set the course that you've set the course you're you're getting you know in that in that analogy you're getting the training on how to run the boat uh for those first six years and then you set sail on that course you already charted before you knew how to sail I mean, is that a synopsis of what what that would look like in James's scenario that the that you're you're picking your life path before you're even conceived? I don't know. It's an interesting thought. It's an interesting thought. Something to uh, to really ponder for a while someday um, when you sit down, <laughs> sit down and have nothing to think about. Um, if you haven't already, uh, the one thing that uh, one comment that that popped out here was from Robin Hosting. It said, uh, oh, by the way, congratulations, Robin, on your 50th episode on Friday. I uh, was able to pop in. I was not able to comment, but I uh, I popped in, got you that view, and uh, listened along. Congratulations, and uh, keep it up. Um, Robin's comment was, if you're the type of person who thinks all bad things that happen to you are someone else's fault, then it makes you unhappy because you are then responsible for your own actions. If you're the type of person who accepts the consequences of your actions, regardless, then it makes you happy. Um, I don't know if I really, I think that that's assuming that everything that happens to you, free will or not, is dependent on your own actions. Um, I think there's a lot of things that happen to people uh, all the time that have nothing to do with the decisions they make. Uh, so believing in free will or not uh, doesn't necessarily correlate to the everything that happens to you or um, but yes, for the things that are the direct result of your actions, believing in free will, if you are willing to accept the consequences or accept the um, rewards, I guess consequences can be negative or positive. I mean, there always seems to be used in the in the negative, but um, if you're able to, if you're able to accept the good or the bad in your actions, then it makes you very happy to believe in free will. And I think that's as people do make their decisions and accept the consequences, good or bad, they start to believe in free will. They're like, hey, this is working. But then, bam, a tornado hits your house. I mean, did you, is that free will? Did you, did you, is that 
necessarily your fault because you chose to live in that house or you chose to drove down that street or that is, are we going that far with free will? Um, I could have, I could have left the house today. I didn't. And, uh, the water heater exploded, blasted up through the floor, uh, right into the chair I was sitting in. Uh, now I'm in the hospital is that because of free will? Because I didn't choose to go to McDonald's for breakfast? I don't know. I don't know. Is, James, are you talking about lockout tag out down there? Josh says he wants the cheat codes. You want the cheat codes to life? Is that uh, is that what you need? Um, No, I understand free will doesn't change science, Robin. But like I said, is the fact that you chose to buy that particular house, you you had free will in choosing where you located, where you located your house, where you parked your car, all of that. Um, through free will, is that is that why the tornado hit your house or hit your car because you chose to to sit there? I think we're we're kind of teetering down that line, Corey and I, a little bit with, hey, if we randomly are moving around the country and we're we're parking randomly in choice in different spots all the time, if a tornado happens to in the very moment that we happen to be parked there, land in that field or spot or backyard or wherever we're standing, then it was meant to be. Um would I then have to assume that because I chose that spot of my own free will, it's my fault that the tornado hit my house or my trailer, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. What do you guys think? Follow up. Head over to the Telegram chat, t.me slash lots chat, t.me slash lots chat. Maybe we'll pull uh, pull this over there and discuss it a little bit more after the show. Um uh, I'll have to remember to pull it out when I'm when I'm clipping up the perfect cup podcast question of the day. And that's going to be another episode. We're going to wrap it up there for Monday. We're pushing up on 10 minutes and I don't want to go super long. But the question today was, does a belief in free will make you more or less happy? Thanks for listening along. Be sure to check out the perfect cup dot shop and the lots project dot com. We have lots of stuff going on there. You can get premium air roasted coffee, coffee merch and all sorts of other cool stuff to help support the lots project and find out all the stuff we have going on at the appreciate you listening tune in tomorrow and we will talk to you then all right all right all right let's see what comment came in here josh says not everything we experience is your is in your control but the choice choices do have more impact on your life than the choices of others or random events free isn't total control but it is responsibility and james says as a driver i'm responsible for everything including the reflective tape that happens to fall off your mud flaps while you're driving down the road right james um josh says it may not be your fault but you have to deal with the fallout oh yeah i mean definitely have to deal with the fallout but i'm wondering um, how far does that go when you believe in free will, free will, I chose to do everything. I consciously made a choice to do or not to do everything in my life. Do those consequences, how far out do they reach? How, how long does the decision for me to make another pot of coffee 
affect my life? Is it the butterfly effect? Did I, um, did I drink that extra pot of coffee, get a little jittery, mistype in an email, send the email, and then it spirals out of control down the, down the line? How far do we want to go with it? James says everything happens for a reason. No shit, man. <coughs> anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. How did everybody's weekend go? I hope it went well. Ours was um, interesting. Ours was very interesting for sure. Uh, Friday, we talked to you uh, Friday morning, and it was supposed to be a little stormy down in Arkansas. Uh, it looked like Illinois was uh, ramping up for some severe weather. Uh, we were parked at the bottom of a mountain. Uh, <laughs> we were, we were sitting right on the edge of a mountain. Like we were up in the mountains and then we were right at the bottom of an, the, the peak of the, the area. Um, like I mentioned on the show, I'd, I'd walk the dogs up to the very top and, and like there was nothing above me, but trees, there was no land mass higher than me. So I felt confident that, um, that we could we would probably miss storms like just knowing what i did a media meteorology like going through high school and and kind of watching shit over the years uh one of the big things was watching the big lake next to us as a thermal mass like split thunderstorms and split um snowstorms shit like that uh i was watching it and i was like okay these weather patterns seem to be splitting right at this hill as we're watching the radar I was like, okay, well, let's uh, let's ride it out. We were watching. We had thunderstorm, uh, severe thunderstorm warnings, and then tornado warnings and tornado watches. Which was worse? Watch, watch out. Warnings worse. Warnings worse. I get them backwards. I, I lived in Minnesota for twenty years. I still can't figure out when we're supposed to actually go in the basement. Um, but now we don't have a basement, <laughs> so we were trying to figure out what to do. We were watching them roll through. They kept uh, they kept splitting. Uh, we would get warnings, watches, and they would expire and they'd extend them. And it was just like, okay, well, we had a nice, um, we had nice open windows and the storm was kind of coming in the right direction. Um, but more from the back of the trailer. So we couldn't see quite everything. Well, as they're coming through, um, Corey and I are amateur meteorologists. We like to watch the radars and think we know what we're, we're doing. And we're like, oh, man, there's a isn't that the, isn't that the hook they talk about in the radar, this and that. And I was like, yeah, I think it is. Actually, she's like, I, I think it is, too. Um, and it was headed right for us. And we're like, ah, shit, um, let's let's have some confidence that um, that we're we made the right call next to the mountain, uh, this and that. And, uh, so <laughs> we, um, we wrote it out and the power went out, which was interesting because we heard the power go out. Like we got the beep on our inverter that the, the utility power that we were plugged into went out. Um, nothing happened though, because we have batteries, <laughs> we have, uh, we had power. So nothing happened. Uh, power went out. We're like, okay, whatever. So we knew it was kind of bad. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I know. Corey tells me every time. Everybody's giving me tips here on uh, watches and warnings. Or I'll just ask my wife. <laughs> she just, she gave me a smirk like you're a dick. 
Oh, anyway, power went out, so we knew it was kind of bad locally. Um, and it was hailing. We saw some hail and everything. And the storm passed, and everything was good. And we're like, cool, cool. Um, and then the landowner kind of rolled out past the trailer, and we were outside because it was nice out after the storm. You know, the storm passes, and it's always nice. And uh, she's like, hey, uh, tornado, you guys doing okay? Yeah, yeah. Tornado dropped... Uh, Dropped out about two miles uh, as the crow flies from behind us. And I think it was like kind of around the edge of the mountain, um, probably more four or five by road. And then uh, went back up, re or um, kind of strengthened. And then that was the one that dropped out and uh, rocked, literal, rocked Little Rock. <laughs> um, yeah, hit, hit Little Rock and uh, did a bunch of damage there. So that was... Um, that was interesting. That was interesting. We felt good. Um, I think what happened was, I think we were right. I think that the edge of that hill, we were so close to that mountain that it just kind of pushes air, pushes air masses. I could be totally off base on that, but just from visual experience of, of back with the lake next to our house and watching the patterns go by that mountain, it was for a week, not in-depth analysis, but Seemed to work. Seemed to work. But didn't get hit by a tornado. That's good. So we made it through that. We were all excited. Um, Saturday, travel day. We were going to only be going just over 100 miles. Corey was excited. We weren't going to have to get gas. It was only going to be like two and a half hours worth of drives. Drive time. Um, so we were going to be able to sleep in, get up later, take our time, getting ready, this and that. So we did. We did. We got up on, on Saturday and kind of chilled a little bit, um, started to get ready. I went around and I was checking all the tires. And um, if you follow the show for a while, um, um, if you have followed, you know that we had one slow leak tire on our trailer. Every time we move, I have to top it off. A couple of PSI here, a couple of PSI there. Ben waiting for um to get to tennessee i uh, got to do hub inspections all sorts of bearings and this and that um and i was gonna to get it fixed when i when i had the trailer up no problem you know it got to take tire off anyway so it's gonna run and get it fixed while we had it up put spare on whatever i had to do but i'd just been dealing with it every every time we travel we check all the tires so I checked them. I've looked at it. I haven't been able to find a small leak. I don't know if it's leaking near the valve stem or what it is. But anyway, did my normal routine, checking everything in the morning. I uh, It was a couple PSI low. Uh, so I went to take off the, the valve, uh, the tire pressure monitor. And the core, the valve stem core, as I pulled it out, I spun it out. Uh, usually it lets off a little pressure as I'm spinning it out, but as soon as it releases from the valve stem, it, it seals up. The valve stem core seals up. Well, the way this works is when you screw it in, it pushes in that valve stem core so it releases the pressure and it can read the pressure. It got stuck on it. And as I pulled it out, the valve stem core came with it. And it wouldn't uh, stop. So I screwed it back in real quick. I was able to. It never pulled all the way out like when it didn't stop didn't stop hissing as i was taking it out i never pulled it away so i was able to screw it back in screwed it in as tight as i could went to back it out again same thing i was like son of a bitch 
I can't fill the tire because I can't get the, the cap off to fill the tire. Now, fill the tire, I don't have a core in there to stop the air from coming back out. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Well, looks like we're going to learn how to change a ta- trailer tire. Because I have a spare. I mean, we have a spare. Check spare. Spare is good. It's brand new. Still a s- sticker on it. Um, so I'm like, oh, shit. Called Corey outside. I said, hey, I got something to talk to you about. I think we got to change this tire. Um, I can't get, I can't pressure it up. Told her the whole story. She said, yep, yep, yep. So we started looking at the scenario. We were excited to do, we'd never changed one before. Um, had hit the subject here and there, knew a little bit enough about it that if I got stranded on the side of the road and I couldn't pull up the internet to watch a couple videos before I did it, I had a general idea what I needed to do to get one of these tires changed because we have dual axle. Um, so I had looked at it. I kind of had a good idea. Corey said, okay, we have plenty of time. We got a short travel day. We're good. We're good. Let's take our time. Let's go in, watch some, uh, watch some videos. I had had a plan with the jack and the stabilizers and everything that I thought that I could rock that up enough to at least get, get the tire off, get a new one on. Uh, doesn't have to go that far to get tire on. As we went inside, we were watching videos. Uh, guys started talking about um, ramps they make that you can just, for the, the two axle, you can pull up on the front one and it, it bumps the other axle up and there's nothing under it. You can change the tire. Looked pretty slick. And I went, holy shit, I use these Anderson levelers. They're levelers. They're blocks. Um, you can block it up. We did it. It's, it. That's what the camper sat on the whole week we were there. I was like, what if I put one of the tires on the leveler and not the other one? This should be pretty easy. This is pretty, pretty easy. And uh, so we went with that. We went with it. We took our time. We did it uh, in a controlled environment. Like I said, at this hip camp, it was pretty solid ground. I had extra wood, plywood and everything to lay down to uh, kind of stabilize it even more. But we put the trailer, the one tire up on the Anderson leveler as far as it could go, blocked it up, sat right there, threw the stabilizer on the back trailer tire or the back trailer corner down, pushed the, the frame up just a little bit more and bada boom, tire came right off. Next one right went right back on. I am excited to have done that and saw how easy it was with those Anderson levelers um, to do it if I have to do it on the side of the road. If I have a blowout on the side of the road and it doesn't completely take the trailer right off the ground or right off the road um, or a complete disaster where I just need to change a tire, this is slick as shit. I swear it is. um, It was 100% easier than anything that I had expected to deal with changing this thing so that was nice that was a good experience to have it went real quick it went smooth we got on the road super easy drive um our our campsite we're staying at this week is literally a mile and a half off of uh the highway it's an rv park talk about that in a minute but easy in uh had talked to the owner uh said told us where to go uh we got here we met him he said yeah park here 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 wherever easy big turnaround everything's set up um everything's set up for big rigs to come in and out so that made it easy short drive no gas stations it was a good travel day other than the fact we had to change tire and changing the tire is good 
Um, James says, if you blow an outside tire, yeah, I don't have two tires. I have two axles. I know you drive those big trailers, but he says if you change an, uh, if you blow an outside tire, you can put a brick under the inside and change the tire without even undoing a bolt. Yeah. Um, Josh says, as long as we don't have to do two tires, we're golden. And if we have to do two tires, we're pretty screwed. That's, um, that's going to fuck up that side of the trailer. So fingers crossed. We never have to do a tire again, let alone uh, two on the same side, but. Anyway, super easy travel day. Got here, and um, it's an RV park. Um, it's not a big old campground. It's not a big commercial campground like Jellystone or anything like that. It's private, um, but it's an RV park. It's an RV park, and it's really the first RV park we've stayed in. Um, we stopped at a trailer court for a night. Uh, didn't even know we were supposed to be there, but this is the first uh, really RV park we've stayed in. Not for me. It is not for me, for sure. We, so the way it's set up, there's a parking lot off to the side. It's got a bunch of hookups for RVs. Um, they got water and electric. Uh, and I think there's like a dozen spots oh, way over away from us, which is cool. We pulled down in there, talked to the owner. He said he had a boondocking spot that was kind of like backed in down in this um, this little this little slough. Um, had a gravel pad, and we looked, and it was supposed to rain off and on all week. We didn't know how wet it was going to be. And then he also said, hey, over here by where we pulled in, there's this huge gravel pad. It used to, sounds like it used to be a pipe yard, like uh, where they stored construction pipe things like that so it's it's very solid uh asked the guy um hey is it solid under the gravel he said yeah it's it's compacted down to like 10 feet something like that so i was like okay we've got a pretty good pad over there so we kind of he's like you can stay anywhere over there you want or back in this spot we said we'll pick the op big open area with the dogs you know having the dogs being away from people we're like okay didn't mention anything about anybody else said go over pick your spot wherever you want to go just park so we came over we didn't look too close at it um we found a flat spot that had a good view we pulled up got her leveled up got her open and we're just sitting here enjoying the evening and in rolls a camper and parks like right next to us we're like what the fuck what's going on and uh we're like, eh, whatever, whatever. And uh, so then a little while longer, another one rolls in, rolls over, rolls past us, does a little U-turn, parks down a little ways. And we're like, huh, I see what's going on here. This is the overnight parking lot where people come and drop $25 in the bucket to park for the night. Uh, a little later, another big like bus style comes rolling in, parks right next to us. And I'm like, oh, my God really this isn't for me this isn't my deal um we've decided it'll be fine for the week we found an area down uh, around the corner that we wished we had saw before we set up that uh, we've contemplated going and staying at like moving midweek and just rolling over there we've now since come to the conclusion that it's probably more hassle than it's worth since we're going to be working all day it's going to be during the week it'll probably be less busy the, tra the heavy traffic day was Saturday. 
it filled up real quick on Saturday and it, it's people traveling. It, it definitely was people traveling. Um, last night we had one person roll in for a little while. Um, <laughs> Josh says anxiety increases. Yes. As people roll in, anxiety increases. The dogs get on edge. They get nervous. What's going on? It's just, I like being in the woods by myself for sure. Um, and so yesterday uh, we had one couple roll in. They had a, a big, bus style uh with a jeep behind it on a trailer they roll in and the guy promptly right out the door i was out with uh out doing some stuff outside marches right over hey how you doing no i guess they took their dogs for a walk first but soon after they were there i was i would happen to be outside he came marching right over hey what are you doing hey i got a question for you i'm like all right what's up on my travels this winter, I've seen two of those things now, those little things. What is that? And I'm like, I, what little thing? He's like, that white thing there on the ground, on that stand. I look over. It was the Starlink. I was like, oh, that's my internet. Oh, you can get TV with that? I'm like, I don't have TV, but yeah, use it for work. Yeah, you can. It's... And I didn't know like how, I mean, he looked pretty old. I wasn't sure if he knew how to stream TV or if he was saying like, that's the TV antenna, like the old school satellite TV um, that you're going to have on the top of an RV, shit like that. I didn't know what he wanted. So I was like, well, it's just internet. That's what I use for work. <laughs> I didn't want to get in any farther. So he's like, oh, okay. Oh, internet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he turns around and walks away. I come inside. I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is not for me. <laughs> the neighbors are here. Um, and uh, anyway, I, uh, I, I, we, I went to get some, some food last night because we didn't go to the grocery store. And uh, as I'm pulling out, I look at their license plate and they're from Wisconsin. And I sent Corey a message and said, hey, I know why they came over and talked. They saw the Minnesota license plate. They thought we were neighbors. <laughs> I mean, we were neighbors, but whatever. Uh, let me see. Josh's uh, RV parks are great for overnights in a pinch and for sure power. Would not want to do long term. I've lived in trailer parks before. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin says when husband works out of town more than a week at a time, he does the RV park thing. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> oh and josh is talking about elon and star maps and he's got some some typing problems this morning but anyway so yeah the rv park it's gonna work i mean it is what it is for the week we're here for a week um we actually have started renting already our next location uh, we had to reserve it and the price was right. So we are already paying for it. We actually considered leaving yesterday and going on to our next location. But the problem is we haven't tested our internet there. And that's why we travel on Saturdays. So we can test the internet when we get there. We have a safety day to travel on Sunday and find a new location to park if it doesn't work. So Corey could work on Monday and uh, keep bringing in some income. So uh, it was a toss up. But I think we'll stay here for the week. It is, uh, like I said, going into the weekdays. Traffic should be lighter. Travelers should be lighter. 
um, and then we're rolling out on Saturday morning. So we might get a little pop again on Friday night, but we'll be all packed up and ready to go, and uh, yeah, it'll be what it is. So on to Tennessee for quite a stay uh, next. Probably looking at six weeks to six to eight weeks, six to 10 weeks, something like that, where we're going to stay put um, and get some work done, get some work done and uh, got lots of things on the agenda to do while we're up in Tennessee. Uh, One more thing on the list today, threw out a a list of stuff and was, uh, hey, look at that. I was pretty close. So we're sitting here on Friday, Saturday after we got here um we're sitting in the trailer and if you are in the telegram group i showed a video of how close the nearest cemetery is it is literally across the street it is literally across the street across a highway two-lane highway um i would say larger size county route off of the main highway so you're getting off of like i-40 and uh you get on the next size highway down a state or county route and uh, that goes by the house two two lanes i think it's a 55 maybe 65 mile an hour zone depending on where the town line starts <coughs> so we're sitting here Corey Corey pops outside and then we pull off that road off that main highway the two road 65 two lanes, 65 mile an hour and um, come down and we're like on the corner of that road. So then we have a um, more dirt style county road that goes along the parking lot we're parked on. So we're right on the corner. We're sitting there and we just see like tons of cops. It was like four. You see four within the first hour, I think. Um, and so they're all kind of the, the ghost labeled, like the ghost paint where you can barely see them kind of unmarked, almost cars. Um, we're like, what the fuck is going on? Is there a prison down this road? Is the cop shop down this road? Like what's going on? Is it shift change? We laughed. We're like, oh, it must be shift change. And it was, it was relatively close to, to the top of the hour. We're like, oh, they're all rolling in for shift, shift change, but no shit. We saw like four or five cops. We saw him out on the main road. We saw him drive past us. We're like, I don't know if I want to be where all these fucking police are. Um, <laughs> like, where? what is going on? I'm looking at Google Maps. I'm not seeing anything. Like, what the hell is going on? And so Saturday nights, um, Corey calls her parents and um, shows them the campsite on FaceTime, I guess. FaceTime? Is that what it's called? FaceTime on Apple? Yeah. Um, and so we give him a call. We're t- joking about the cops. And at this point, it had been more like eight or nine. We're like, what the hell is going on? And all of a sudden, we look out at the main road. We're standing outside on the phone with our parents. And we hear sirens, like, going crazy. We're like, what the hell? We look over and live on FaceTime, we get to show them a car comes screaming down our street. With a dozen, uh, probably half a dozen to, to 10 uh, cops behind him. High speed chase. <laughs> right past, right past us on the road. And I'm like, I was rooting for the number one guy, the guy that was in the first. He was going, he was doing pretty good. Um, the cops behind him were, eh, they were, they were keeping up. But uh, yeah, I was like, holy shit, look at that. 
And then stragglers. I don't know where these cops are coming from. If they thought they were going to get it on the action. I don't know if they were looking to shoot the dog when they got him, got him pulled over or what, but like 10 minutes later, here comes a guy with his lights on. Woo, woo, woo. I want to, I want to have some fun. But since then, I ain't seen one. Might have seen one drive way out on the on the on the main road, but uh, maybe one. So I think they were looking for somebody. I think they were uh, sure as shit. I jumped on on Sunday and did the Googles. And um, yeah, I think it might have been Billy Bob might have jumped on his uh, DUI bail or something. And they were chasing him down. Nothing exciting, I don't think, because there were no big news stories about it. But I did find out that the there was a in 2010 an Arkansas state trooper performed a pip maneuver at 110 miles an hour and like smoke up into the sky. So unless it was more important than that, Google thought that is the only police chase in Arkansas history that anybody is interested in. And then I was not that interested in what this dude did, so I stopped. I stopped looking. Yeah, but excitement, excitement the first day we were here. Huh. Hey, Fish Fingers, how's it going? So this, uh, should Google the Prime Minister of New Zealand asked, what is a woman? Hmm. <sighs> Josh says... They don't have to do go do anything productive if productive if they limp behind the chase. Eats up the day of clock milking. Two donuts later, they'll be off to the strip club. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. So that was the excitement yesterday. Uh, Corey and I sat outside for quite a while. It was a nice day. Uh, and then we walked across to check out the, the cemetery across the street. Beautiful with blue skies all day. Not a blip on the radar. It was supposed to start raining um, well after dark. Like 5.30, we took off, walked across the street. We literally walked into the cemetery, um, walked uh, maybe a, 10 minutes into it, if that, five minutes, and it starts fucking raining. Corey's like, is that rain? It had been blue, crystal blue skies all day. Like, is that rain? Look up, and there was, like, one cloud over the cemetery. No shit. And we decided we were going to turn around and walk back. It wasn't raining that hard. And it just kept raining harder and harder. The wind's blowing, and the cloud is staying above us. And I'm like, are they pissed that we're over here? And we had been kind of watching a funeral all day um, from our lawn chairs next to our camper at this across the street. Corey noticed in the morning, she's like, hey, there's a big pile of dirt over there. And then she's like, hey. There's a truck over there putting, uh, I think he's got the vault. So we watched him put the vault in. We watched him put the tent up. We watched all the shows, the the hearse show up, all the cars show up. We watched the funeral. We watched the the cars leave. We watched the vault guy come back, put the lid on. The guy showed up with the backhoe and covered the thing. We went over and we checked out. We were actually kind of guessing how old the person was. We were trying to guess how old the person that died was by the type of cars at the funeral. And the amount of cars at the funeral. Corey was like two years off. She was like within two years. She, you said eighty-one. Or she said eighty. You said. Yeah, she said eighty-two, and they were eighty-four. I was like, 
she knows her funerals she knows her funerals anyway we're at 45 minutes i gotta wrap up i want to let you know about that item of the day is our new x backup cam it's uh it's the chinese it's the chinese version yeah it's a it's a generic uh electronics uh it works it works it works fine uh for what it is it was the right price and easy to install i would recommend checking one out if you need a backup camera yeah we have an old vehicle that didn't come standard with a backup camera so anyway the link is in the video notes in the in the video notes and the audio notes check it out if you don't need a backup camera please consider clicking that link if you got to shop on amazon today because anything you buy after you click that link it will it will help support the lots project other than that check out the explorers club over on the lotsproject.com click on that read about it consider joining help support the cemetery exploring projects i'm i'm coming up with and uh, get some exclusive insider content uh about each of the weekly cemeteries i go to uh tonight i was supposed to talk to jem fuller and uh he had a family issue and had to postpone for a couple weeks i will be doing some uh some juggling around and i think i'm going to bring on the renegade butcher to uh He's got some stuff. He's got some big stuff going on, some big uh, projects going on, and some big announcements. So, hey, we, should, uh, we could always bring Josh on for a chat. Chat should go well, and uh, you get to hear about all his new stuff. So, he is not 100%. He's close. He said 90% he could do it. So, I will uh, I will kind of call that a win. If not, I might be scrambling for a guest. Not scrambling for a guest. Maybe scrambling for a guest. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, It'll be lots to talk about tonight, even if it's just me and Corey hanging out. We will see. We will see what's going on. Other than that, guys, it's been a Monday. Come, be sure to come back next week or next week, tomorrow, and for the rest of the week, 6 a.m. Central. We will talk to you then. I appreciate you hanging out and listening, and we will catch up with you later. You can always find me at thelotsproject.com on Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. Enjoy your Monday, guys. Knock it out of the way. It's all downhill after today. Hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you tomorrow.